0: We are thrilled to be here.
1: Hi, Joshua. Joshua. Welcome.
0: You've heard us talk about your relationships with the people in your life. In the non-physical, you are eternally connected to all those people, you know everything about them, they're open book. they're transparent, you read their vibration, there's nothing to hide, you love them deeply, there's nothing to fear, the love that you have for them is reciprocated perfectly, it is pure, it's intentional, it's one of knowing someone over eons, and there is no separation. The separation is only found in the physical, and this belief that you're an individual and that they are separate from you is what keeps you at bay and what keeps the love stifled. The perception that they could hurt you or leave you or reject you or dislike you or judge you for any reason is why you keep them at bay. Now this is just an illusion and if you can see over this illusion and if you can realize that you know them eternally, they could not be in your life otherwise, that you've come together in this life for a purpose that each purpose is different and that you have a pre-birth agreement with every single person that's ever come into your life. The duration of time that they're with you is meaningless. It could be a minute, it could be a day, it could be a month, it could be a lifetime. It doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. And so most of your relationships, you will notice, are with those who come and go and come and go and come and go. And you say, oh, there's someone new, we're friends for a little bit, and then they're gone. Or we worked together and I left my job and I no longer see them again. Because it's not necessary. You come together for a time, it serves a purpose, you exist in a feeling relationship with that person, Something may manifest from that or not, something may be created from that or not. There's nothing important going on, it's just valuable connection. If you can see through all of the illusion of fear and doubt and worry and separation, you can connect deeper and deeper, deeper to everyone. Now some relationships, such as your mates, you'll come together and you might have children and the pre-birth agreement was to have those children. The marriage might end after that and you, based on your limiting beliefs, fostered on you by society say, it should have lasted longer. It should have lasted a lifetime. I failed in my marriage. It should have been different than it was. But in these romantic relationships, they come and go and come and go and they serve their purpose based on the vibration you're offering at the time. However, the relationship you have with your children is something different because this is generally agreed to be a lifelong relationship, whether it's your life or even the life of your children. It's a lifelong relationship that you come together and you say, We will interact in a way that will serve both of us, serve both of our purposes for being here. And they will trigger limiting beliefs in you, and you'll trigger limiting beliefs in them, and you will try to control them, and they'll try to break free of that control. And we want you to know that there is nothing you have to do with your children. There is no way of creating a space that is protective enough to save them from their life's purpose. They all have a purpose for being here. They're all on their journey of exploration. You cannot know what that is. They're all here to discover more about who they are. And as they interact with you, you help them set up a trajectory that will lead them to discover more about who they are and to their life's purpose. There is nothing you can do to offset their purpose. It's impossible. You could put them in a plastic bubble, keep them away from everyone, keep them safe from any disease, and control every aspect of their reality, or you could let them off wandering the streets to do what they wanna do, it wouldn't make a difference. There is no way you can control them so that they will not find their life purpose. There is no limiting belief you can give them, or there is no freedom that you can give them. There is nothing about your relationship that's going to alter that trajectory. When they have a manifestation event and you want to soothe it out, you can if you want, but they will have to have that manifestation event again and again and again until they come to sort it out themselves. You can't smooth out enough manifestation events to prevent them from discovering and processing their own limiting beliefs. But what you could do is you could explain to them the system of physical reality. You have to understand that you're interested in learning more about who you are within the system of physical reality with more about learning about universal laws and how to properly conduct your exploration so that it's even more effective so that you can live a life in joy. You came to do all of this for you. They came to be with you on this journey because they knew at some point that you would rub off on them, that your woo-woo interest and your way of looking at life would be a example that they could follow. And so they come into your life to be with you in this vibrational level of exploration and expansion that's more tuned with who you truly are and how the universe actually works. There's a reason in they're, as with every other person in your life, because they're bumping up against this vibration that you have that's more aligned with the truth of this reality. Some may disagree with it, some may fight against it, some may resist it, but your children will absorb it. If you can ease up on your need to control their environment, their activities, their progression, their expansion, and just share with them what you know, you'll be of great benefit to them. They came here to understand more about the laws of the universe, and one thing that you know for sure is that they are highly emotionally sensitive beings. How did this happen? Well, the highly emotionally sensitive being is closer to discovering who they truly are, because they are questioning everything in their reality. Why does it feel so bad when this happens? Why does it feel so bad when I perceive that the conditions are causing me to feel good or bad or whatever it is? Why does that seem off to me? Well, it's because the conditions cannot make you feel anything. You're choosing to feel something. You can choose to feel whatever you want in the face of any condition, the conditions are the manifestation of the reflection of your perception of yourself within your reality. You learned this late in life. You may have been playing with this information in different forms, but you've gotten to this point wherever you are now with all the limiting beliefs you had, with all the pre-birth intentions you had, with all the patterns of behavior that you had coming to this point in your life where you could start to become more and more neutral. Imagine if your children were taught this information from birth, where they were taught to process their limiting beliefs and taught that their emotions were sensitive on purpose by design that they chose the time and place of their birth, and they chose their names, they chose their physical bodies, and they chose to be in your family with you and you as a parent, or if you're a grandparent, you as a grandparent. All of this is more complex and intricate than you can possibly imagine. But if you just took the understanding that they are here in my reality, as is everyone else, This was a pre-birth agreement. They are part of my soul family. In the non-physical, I know them completely. I love them completely. I need not control anything about them in the non-physical. In the physical, there's this aspect called fear. You have great attachment to your children above all. And that attachment is an attachment to an outcome. Things should be different than they are. They should be successful. They should be smart. They should be easily accommodated within society. They should not do anything different they should not take any risks they should not try anything new because this could lead to some form of danger you're trying to protect yourself through your control of your children just like you try to control everything and of course there are intense limiting beliefs about what it means to be a parent in the society and you've adopted all those beliefs and they're with you in some form but if you could soften those limiting beliefs you could ease up on needing to control any of it of course you will when a manifestation event occurs When your child gets upset or hurt or in some difficulty, you're going to feel intense negative emotion, but realize that's based on a limiting belief that is not true. If you can opt out of acting on urges to control these conditions, you reprogram this relationship that you have with your children. You take it from an position of I am superior to you because I've been here longer and you need to listen to what I'm doing to realizing that the only thing that ever teaches is experience. Your words will never ever teach them anything. Only experience, only being an example. These are the only ways that you can allow your children to flourish in this reality given their highly emotional sensitive states. Now, of course, like you, they chose these emotional states. They chose to be sensitive. They chose to be even more sensitive than you are because they're coming here in this lifetime with the best opportunity ever to discover who they truly are and to realize how this reality works. Now, they will be in resistance to this much of their youth because it is easier for people to have a belief system that's structured in such a way that appears to keep them safe from their outside conditions. Of course, this is not true. This is just the illusion. It appears as if there's some way that they could control or manage their environment so that their limiting beliefs would never get triggered and they would never feel negative emotion. They feel negative emotion intensely. They feel positive emotion intensely as well. You'll see them having fun, having joy. Then something happens and they'll go into a rage. They'll get over it and they'll go back to joy. It's only till they get older when they really start to need this strict belief system, this construct, this mental construct that is very narrow so that they don't go outside the bounds of that emotional sensitivity and really feel it deeply. That's all part of this process. It's all working out fine. If you can see them for who they truly are equal to you, you've known them forever, you've played roles in many different lifetimes before, you've been their friend, their children, relatives, you've been all these different people in these roles that you've played with them. And in this time, this time of awakening, They've chosen to come in at the perfect time through you with your DNA, your vibration connected to them so that they would connect to you upon birth. And this is exactly what's happened. So this relationship is not more important. They're all equal. It's not more or less valuable. They're all equal. It's just more intimate. There's more depth to it. There's more possibilities of love and understanding and compassion and caring along the way. They will come in with certain personality traits and certain programming that they've come into process along the way. and A lot of that will be bumping up against you, and you'll have the same things that will be bumping up against them, the same behavioral patterns, the same old ideologies, the same way of being that will be triggering to both of you you can't change how they're triggered you can't change who you are to please them you have to realize above all they have their trajectory that trajectory flows through you it's a lifelong trajectory and you can either support them in that or you can resist it or you can play with it or you can be harsh about it or you can try and control it it's all up to you but if you remember who they truly are In the non-physical, if you remember, they are a pure, positive being of love, magnificent in every way, purely limitless, coming to this reality, forgetting who they truly are, and trusting that you will guide them through it. So at first, your inclination is to be their leader, to choose things for them, to make decisions for them, to assume that they don't have access to the same intelligence that you have because they haven't been around longer. What's actually happening is they are higher vibrational beings than you are because as they come to planet Earth on the day of their birth, the vibration of the planet is higher. The time period between you were born and they were born, the vibration of the Earth has had almost no resistance and has increased substantially. You, on the other hand, like all humans, have had resistance along the way. You haven't really kept up to speed with the vibration of the Earth. They come in in the same vibration, a perfect match to the to the higher vibration of the earth. And so they actually have more complete access to new information and new ideas and new technologies and new ways of being than you do. You could even say that they could be your teachers. And you will notice as you age that their vibrational energy is more tuned to the planet than yours is. They catch up to technology quicker. They catch up to new ideas quicker. They are thinking thoughts differently than you do. And they're not attached to older beliefs that have loosened, have become loosened in this progression of a rapidly rising vibration. If you try to instill old beliefs into them, it will not work. There'll be a lot of resistance around that. If you let them go with whatever they choose to be interested in, if you allow them to be connected to their inner self as their own guidance, as you teach them to trust that inner guidance and trust themselves, and as you can let go of all your worry and all your attachments to outcomes of how you think they should be, this ideal that you manufacture in your head, then they will live a much freer and easier life and so will you. The relationship will connect much deeper when you're not trying to make them different than they are or trying to be different than you are to impress them or to get love and respect and like from them. So think of this relationship with children from the point of view of your non-physical relationship. There is no separation. You've known them forever. It's purely equal in every sense. There is no hierarchy at all, no hierarchy at all within this relationship. There is no good way to be or bad way to be. It's all neutral. You have your path, they have their path. Those paths intersect through this lifetime and they will change and evolve and you'll have other lifetimes and you've had past lifetimes and it all blends together on this wonderful journey. All you have to do in this journey is to let up on that control, ease up on that resistance and go with the flow of how this relationship was meant to be pure joy and love. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I would, um,
2: hi,
3: hi, um, what do you say to somebody that's grieving from the loss of a loved one? I mean, I don't know how to, because we're learning, you know, that it's,
0: you know, it's part of the path and it's a beautiful thing. So I don't know to comfort them or, well, here's what you would say, if you could say it, if they weren't in resistance, but remember grief is simply a form of fear. It's simply a form of control. It's simply perception of loss, not actually the loss of this individual in their physical reality, but the loss of this ideal they had in their mind. We will be together forever. You will never die and I'll never die. They imagine this relationship going on and on and on. You'll notice that if someone's 120 years old, there's a lot less grief than there's someone who's 15 years old. It's this perception that I have this relationship with this person that's going to endure into the future, and that I can be confident that they will not leave me, that I will always have this. But imagine that you're with your friend today, and this friend moves to the other side of the world. They move to Australia. You aren't with them physically, but yet you still don't feel that much grief. You may feel, oh, it's too bad that they moved away, but you can still connect with them on Zoom, and you can call them, and you can send them letters, and cards, and Facebook, and all these things there's no difference when they transition or move to the non-physical It's very similar. Well, you can't see them like you can on zoom. You can't follow their lives because there's no Facebook in the non-physical, but you can connect even more deeply with them. However, the grief experience disconnects that connection. It separates that connection because you can't connect to a higher vibration when you're in a lower vibration. So when you're in fear and guilt and grief and all these things, you cannot connect with the essence of that person who's transitioned to the non-physical. You might need a third party to do it. But what if you could see everything as good and right and perfect? What if you could see them as just not dying, but moving into a new location? What if you could release this attachment to this idea that you would have this future with this person that was made up from a limited perspective? and know that you're eternally connected. And you'll see them again more clearly than you ever saw them in physical reality. You'll know who they are the moment you encounter them in the non-physical. There'll be no illusions anymore. You will know them fully. And you don't really know anyone fully in the physical until you know yourself fully. This idea that someone has transitioned and that you've lost them, well, from the perspective of the non-physical, that makes no sense. You can't lose anyone, everyone's eternal, no one has ever died, they've just moved to the non-physical. But that connection is through the thought, because thoughts are non-physical. Your phone is physical, your computer's physical, but thoughts are non-physical. The way that Gary connects to us is the way that you connect to anyone. But you have to get to a state of allowing, a state of acceptance, a state of everything is perfect, There is no wrong in any of this. The timing is perfect. The way that they transition to the non-physical is perfect. Everything about their life was perfect. Everything that I remember is perfect. There was nothing ever wrong. We came together for a certain period of time, and now that has transitioned to a new arrangement where they now become my guide and supporter. And why wouldn't I be able to connect to my guides and supporters? I can connect to my inner self. I can connect to source. I can connect to anyone who's connected to me eternally. You can connect to people who are living easily. You can, and you will be in the future, far more connected telepathically to everyone that you know, but you can't do it now. Why not? Because you imagine yourself as separated from that person. That's you over there and you are not me over here you are separate from me and so that separation which is based in fear is disconnection you died therefore you are not connected to me because i can't see you and talk to you and touch you that's a illusion based in fear and so you try to control and control and don't do this and don't do that you might get hurt you might die all that control is based in fear and when the person transitions to the non-physical That fear remains with you, but not with them. And this is why it's difficult. Suggest to your friend to give them words of comfort, such as they're in heaven or they're in the non-physical, that everything's perfect, that they left behind all the fears that they're ready for a new adventure, that this adventure had taken its course and they got everything they need to get out of it, that they cannot be disconnected from you, that they lived a perfect life for them, that we can't see it exactly how it worked out, but it was perfect in every way, that there was nothing to worry about, nothing to feel guilty about, nothing to wish was different, that you can accept this entire relationship. If you get to that level, then just think of them. Just think of them and think of the memories and think of who they were and who they are truly and how fun this relationship was. And maybe you get a thought back. Maybe you get a smile. Maybe you get an image. Maybe you get inspiration to turn to the left and notice that the clock is their birth date, 528. You see, all these wonderful experiences come through when you drop your fear or your perception of bad and wrong. Well, what's the number one thing people fear? It's the fear of death. They think death is bad and wrong. And so when anyone dies, it's bad and wrong. The idea that it's bad and wrong is the thing that disconnects you from the truth of this connection that you have with everyone. Because it's all good, it's all right, it's all perfect. It's all playing out exactly how it was meant to be. The only reason you came together is because you're eternally linked in the first place. You've never met anyone by accident. There's no random strangers coming into your life or random people. It's all by design based on the the vibration that is contained within you and contained within them that's been attracted to each other for a purpose. Well, now this purpose of physical connection is over. And the next purpose would be non-physical connection, the true connection. And they will notice that when they can connect, and people will be doing this much more in the future, and people are doing it now, that this connection is a little bit different. Well, sure, the personality's there, but none of the fear's there. None of the judgment's there. None of the anxiety or worry or regret or resentment, none of that's there. It's just pure love. So they're not going to be complaining about things you're doing in physical reality while they're in the non-physical. They're just going to be supporting you and supporting you in love with everything you're doing. So say whatever you're inspired to say to this person, but come from the perspective that they're in fear and they are perceiving an illusion that is not true. And these limiting beliefs that are causing them to see this illusion are not empowering whatsoever. It's limiting them from connecting to those they love who have transitioned to the non-physical. Bring them to a place of acceptance with it all, And this is why so many people die of prolonged illnesses so that when they finally transition, the loved ones can say, well, they're in a better place now. And so there's a lot less grief around those situations. When someone is very old, there's a lot less grief around it. They had a good life. They had a long life. It's only when something happens by accident, seemingly, or when they're young, that tremendous grief is involved. There's a belief that people should live a certain age to have a life that's meaningful. From your perspective, you might say 90 years. A 90-year time period is a good life. But we wanna tell you that whether you're existing in a state which that is a day, a week, 15 years, 30 years, that that time period, which you count by minutes and seconds, does not exist in the non-physical. The entire life is the entire life. So whether that life is a minute long, that is an entire full life, full of experiences, full of expansion. There's no difference between a life that's a minute long and a life that's 100 years long. End to end, beginning to end, it's a full life. So if you were living normally to 500 years old, you'd be weeping at people who are dying so young at 100. Oh, it's such a shame they only live to 100. Do you see the perspective there? If you were living mostly at 40 years old, you'd be amazed by the person who lived to 100. That's incredible how old they live to. So it's all based in perspective. The life itself is the duration. It's a full life. The time by your human standards makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. And it's only one of... Lots of lives, as many as you want. It's a never-ending, eternal journey. So there's no reason to be upset that someone's no longer in your physical reality because that was never meant to be. There's no reason to be upset that you cannot connect with them anymore because you can as long as you give up fear. And there's no reason to be upset about the amount of time that they lived in physical reality because this is just one of many lives. So don't worry about any of that. What you can say to your friend is, this was the perfect life for them. Aren't you fortunate to be part of that life? And why give up that connection now when you can continue it as long as you want?
2: Thank you, that was
0: amazing. Excellent. Who's next?
2: Uh, this is about the life of clothing. Um, do, do the clothes that we wear, um, do they have a vibration? Everything and-
0: in physical reality has a vibration.
2: So then, like I have a beautiful sweater that I bought in France when I was 25 years old. And now I'm 47 years old. And I'm not able to part with the sweater because it reminds me of the good times I had in France. But then I'm I'm wondering like by holding on to that memory, am I doing a disservice to myself or am I making too much of a big deal about a sweater? Like I went traveling, um, For several weeks, I came back, I felt like a new person and I wanted to dump all my clothing that was in my closet. But when it came time to actually pick stuff out, I was like, oh, no, I really like this. I remember my times here or there. And if the clothing had uh, bad memories associated with it, I I really did want to just dump it into the garbage can. What do we do with our clothes?
0: Well, what do you do with your attachments? You believe you're attached to physical things. You believe that that house is actually the same house that was there yesterday. You believe that those clothes represent something. Everything's a vibrational match to you. You can control it if you want, every aspect of it. You can have a storage unit and put everything in there, knowing that you have access to it if you need it. You could fill up your house full of stuff to the rafters and become a hoarder but all of that is done in fair control. Nothing that you possess is actually owned by you. You own nothing. Everything that you possess is created continuously, recreated, recreated, recreated. You are the creator of this reality. So you're creating the reality that you exist in right now, which is you billions of times a second. So the house behind you is being recreated billions of times a second. You've noticed that there's a crack in the wall. You created that crack. Something in your vibration created that crack. Now that crack could lead you towards a manifestation event or could lead you towards meeting somebody, could lead you towards everything. So your entire reality is being created in the new at all times as a perfect reflection of how you see yourself. At some point you might raise your vibration or your perception of yourself high enough where you have the inspiration to get a brand new house if you're attached to the house this house you won't move in the direction of the inspiration now that inspiration is leading you in journey of self-discovery it's not a better house by non-physical terms because everything's equal it's just a new experience that is going to move you along in your journey of self-discovery There's nothing wrong with holding on to these things, but there's no need to. Your memories of that time period have nothing to do with that sweater. You're just using it as your excuse to think about those times. You can think about those times anytime you want. There is nothing in the vibration of that sweater that you need, and you could let it go if you wanted to. It all comes down to what are you inspired to do. You come home from your vacation, You are a new person, which is absolutely true because you're new after any experience. You are new at a new vibrational level. And you look at some of the clothes that you bought two years ago and you say, what was I thinking when I bought that? That isn't vibrationally matched to me or that isn't attractive to me anymore at all. But what if I need it? What if I have this party to go to and it has flowers on it and maybe it's a flower themed party. Oh, so all that worry and doubt in there about getting rid of something is just fear. We say, clear it out, clear it out. Now, don't you feel better when you come home to a house that everything is put in its place and everything's clean and everything is looking fresh and nice? Or when you come home and everything's all over the place and the dishes are in the sink and pillows are off the couch and the windows are up and air conditioning running full speed and it's sort of chaos. The chaos then would be the representation of your state of mind. You walk into a hoarder's house, that is not a representation of the house. It's a representation of the hoarder's mind. They can't throw away the newspaper. They can't throw away the collection. Gary went into a storage unit once from a very wealthy person who had passed away. And she had these huge storage rooms. She had 12 or 14 of them. In one storage container, which is gigantic, was nothing but millions of coat hangers, millions of plastic hangers still wrapped up, never opened, that storage unit was a manifestation of her mind, of her mental construct. She couldn't throw away anything. She had to keep everything. If we were to say to you, would that be a representation of a open, free, empowering mental construct? Or would that be a representation of a highly fearful mental construct? These manifestations that you see around you, whatever is happening... Is an indication of the mental construct that exists right now. What would happen if you decided to put on that sweater and then you spilled wine on it and now it had this wine stain all over it, would you still keep it and say, oh, this reminds me of my good times? No, you would remind you of spilling wine on yourself and you would never wanna wear that in public. So it would be easier to get rid of it. So a lot of the things in your life that are no longer necessary for you to carry around end up breaking or getting ruined somehow. And you say, oh, I can't believe my computer died after 19 years. I can't believe my car is not working after 35 years. Why don't you have a new car every year? Why don't you get new stuff all the time? Because you're so worried about throwing out the old stuff. Oh, what about the money? What about this attachment I have to it? Now you had the same thing with people in your life too. I'm attached to this person. I can't let them go even though they're driving me crazy. Well, you met them when you were a lower vibrational version of yourself, and so were they. You've elevated your vibration, and they're still complaining and whining and being the victim. You've tried to help them. You've tried to help them, tried to help them. Nothing seems to work. They just want to bring you back down to that vibration. They think you're all woo-woo for paying attention to this stuff and trying to show them another perspective. But you're attached to them. You can't let them go. Now, we're not saying let go anyone. We're just saying... Look at this as a manifestation of your overall mental construct. What's happening in reality? Are you holding on to the past at lower vibration levels? Or are you rapidly moving forward, letting everything change, acting on inspiration? Well, you're doing lots of both. You're holding on to some stuff and you're moving rapidly forward in other things. You're acting on lots of inspiration and you're not acting on lots of inspiration. You're living with one foot in a new approach to life and you're still perceiving yourself as a victim from time to time. You have all the power, every choice is available to you. When you have the inspiration to throw out that sweater because it no longer serves you, you don't need it for anything, but you don't wanna do it because you're in fear of losing it, look at that limiting belief. Why can't I do it? Oh, I think it means something. Guess what? This reality is interesting. You think everything means something, but in truth, everything is neutral. Nothing means anything unless you give it meaning. So you can give it a limiting meaning or an empowering meaning. You choose the meaning you're doing it anyway. So you might as well choose empowering meanings. I can throw that out and still have fond memories without that sweater being in my reality. I don't have to carry it around anymore fact, I can throw out all this stuff, all this stuff, all this junk. I'm not going to need it. What would make sense to someone who had a perfectly clear, neutral mental construct? They would live in the moment with what exists in the moment without needing to change or control any of it. And when we mean change or control, we mean keep it like it is. Keep it like it is they would allow the change to happen naturally. And that change is often coming from inspiration to take some action. That leads to the change that's part of this journey of self-discovery. You're changing a billion times a second. You can't stop change, you've never stopped change. You've never been static for one instant in your life. Nothing in the universe has ever been static for one instant. Everything is moving, everything is shaping, everything is going up and Down in cycles and waves and beautiful expressions of new ideas and new life and new manifestations, new creations. Everything is evolving. Everything is moving forward. Everything is moving from fear to love. But humans want to hold on to the fear. They don't want to go forward in love. They want their limitations to be correct. They don't see themselves as free and limitless. It's too scary. So they hold on to these limiting beliefs, these limiting ideologies. But time is changing all of that. Progress is changing all that. Evolution is changing all that. The new ones are coming in with brand new ideas for what is meaningful. And the old ideas are being left aside or reduced or lowered in intensity. You have a a thought, a fear is going to pop up, and you look at that thing and say, If I throw away that sweater, that action is gonna make me feel bad. I'm gonna feel sad that I no longer have that sweater. Now, would a creator say that? Or would a victim say that? The victim's perceiving that that sweater can make them feel anything. Mm. The sweater is not making you feel reminiscent and nice and good about old times. The sweater has nothing to do with it. You're choosing to make the sweater a representation of a good time you can do that on your own you don't need the sweater it's all up to you
3: okay thank you i have a question joshua yes Christmas. hi um hi so i remember on a call uh, a while back you had mentioned that our inner being or soul or something is divided into 12 and that we might be like somewhere across the world as another human and and that um I was kind of thinking and wondering about this and wondering if if my soul's divided into 12, could I also be living on another planet as another being? And if I do have another human as my other part of my soul on the planet, am I choosing to maybe not meet that person or will meet that person? Is it in the same timeline? Because time isn't even real. Like, I just wanted you to talk more about this
0: division of 12 as our souls. The 12 is not real. We did not (laughs) infer that 12 has anything to do with it. Oh, I thought it you said
3: be, it could be as, as many
0: or little as you want. It could be one, it could be many.
3: Oh. Now okay. if you
0: think about it from the human term, you would say, okay, I will send one version of me into physical reality and then I will maintain that connection with that one version and now I will pay attention only to that one version. That would make sense. I don't have time for more than one version. That's a limited perspective. From the non-physical, what you want to do is expand exponentially in this life. So you want to give yourself opportunities for more and greater expansion. And so you might put one over here, one over here. And we, we're not saying place because it's it's not a decision. It's an intention. It's the it's the capacity of the soul to expand. Let's just imagine that you are a soul who has never incarnated on earth and you might just be good with one life. But as you got more comfortable with how Earth works and what you do here and how you expand and what you're learning and that you forget about who you are and the emotional sensitivity you choose to come in with, you might do two or three or many. These individuals are not individual. They're connected to you completely. The universe itself directs where everything goes, knowing the best trajectory for each to get the expansion that you intend. You have this primary intention for Krista to have this experience and for Bob to have that experience and for Sally to have that experience. You see, you're connected to them, but you're connected to everyone else, you know, so it wouldn't matter anyway. It's not like there's a clone of you or there's future you coming back in the past that would interact and disrupt anything. It's perfectly organized by the universe. For the non-physical, you don't have to control any of it. It's just an intention. The universe sorts it out for you. And so you come in and going, oh, okay, there's a person there, and there's a person there, and there's going through that experience, going that experience, and you're just guiding them along with all their other guidance supporters. You see. Everything is interconnected. So to to say there's even a separation. Now you want to believe it's just your inner self and you, but it's far more than that. It's your inner self and you, it's all your guidance supporters, all the people that you've known that have transitioned to the non-physical, your soul family, source itself. It's all this big bundle of connection and guidance and, and inspiration, all moving you along just as you intended. And there is no separation between you and your inner self. Your inner self is with you on this ride, but your inner self need not be at one place at one time. It can be anywhere, omnipotent. So there is no actual limitation other than what would serve the soul's purpose best. And so that's how it's organized by the universe.
3: Okay. Well, that's cool. And so um, I've had an inspired follow-up. I've been like connecting with my past or other lives as animals. And like the animal spirit seems to like jump in me. Like I had like a camel right in my phone and then everything camel for like two days seeing like everywhere. Like, was that because I was a camel in another life or is this just the spirit of the camels coming in? Like... (laughs) I feel a camel like living with me right now, like in my everywhere <laughs> and other What's, animals on other ah, days, yeah.
0: Okay, so what you have to understand is that there's a consciousness within the universe itself, the consciousness of the universe and that every thing in the universe has its own consciousness. And all these consciousnesses are interacting and do it, playing their role. So the consciousness of a camel comes in, lives the life of a camel, does not live the life of a donkey or a rattlesnake or a gorilla, has that experience of life. But the consciousness of the camel is valid and absolutely valuable to all that is. It's an experience. It's a certain level of awareness. As you shift to different kinds of animals or plants or trees or planets or mountains or whatever it is, it's a different kind of awareness. You get to this level of human, and it's this elevated awareness. The human knows what a camel is. The human knows what a rattlesnake is. The human can tap into the consciousness of those things. The human can tap into any consciousness, and in a relatively short time period, you'll be able to tap into the consciousness of your friend and communicate like you communicate verbally, but without the limitations of words. You will communicate telepathically because you're not separated from them. This illusion of separation restricts you or blocks you from connection to your inner self, to source consciousness, to anyone who's transitioned to the non-physical, from your friends that are physical, and from other animals and plants and anything else. You could tap into the consciousness of the wind, the consciousness of the water, the consciousness of the fire, the consciousness of the rattlesnake or the bee or the bird or the tree... And you can communicate to all these things. There's no separation. So this communication of consciousness is an open channel when your beliefs have been elevated to a level, when your vibration's at a level where you can communicate high enough that you're on that same frequency, and when there's no fear blocking you, you see. Oh, I can't communicate with a camel. One, the camel's not in my presence, not in my living room right now. Two, humans can't do that. Three, people will think I'm crazy if I tell anyone I'm doing this. You see all that fear, (laughs) fear, 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 all this disconnection. (laughs) So open yourself up to the possibilities that you are limitless. This is the truth of you. Open yourself to possibilities that you are emitting a vibration of conscious awareness. And as you raise that vibration by seeing yourself from the higher perspective and perceiving yourself as less limited as more limitless, you now move to frequencies where you can bring in intuition, bring in direct guidance, bring in inspiration at any time, connect to anyone living or transition to the non-physical, connect to any living thing, plant or animal, connect to any element, connect to any physical object. You can connect to all that, are you at this level of belief? You will see. Is communication coming through? Can you trust it? Can you trust yourself? Can you put past your limiting beliefs about being unable to do these things? This human tendency to say, I can't do this or you can't do that, is just limiting. It's a mental construct that is not true. We've told you over and over again, you are all limitless, magnificent, eternal beings of pure positive love and acceptance. Limitless. You can be, have, and do anything. And so connecting to the consciousness is natural. Gary's doing it right now. Will some people think it's crazy? They have a different belief system. They have a different mental construct. If enough people were doing this, If enough children were taught this when they were younger, if it was socially acceptable, there'd be lots of people connecting. It would be a normal thing. And in the future, it will be a normal thing. You've just been taught that you can't do certain things. And this is where all of your self-imposed limitations lie. Not just with this, but with anything you're inspired to do.
3: Okay, thanks. That's amazing. I'll just keep doing what I'm inspired to do when I
0: connect with these non-physical spirit things
3: (laughs) thank you so much
0: just don't tell anyone who's
3: next (laughs)
1: okay i have a question this is kimberly kimberly um i was thinking about neutrality again yesterday after um doing meditation and thinking of an inspiration and i had the inspiration to ask this question So I was thinking about neutrality. Neutrality is basically feeling the emotions, but there's no judgment of the emotions. There's no naming of the emotions basically. So we are basically pure creator. We're seeing ourselves as pure creator. So my question is what's the relationship or where do limiting belief or the limiting belief process go with the neutrality idea? My thought is, you get pure inspiration coming through and it sort of bypasses limiting beliefs because you don't really, you don't have to do that basically. If I just kind of, that's how I was thinking of it. So just wanted to hear your thoughts on that.
0: You have a range of beliefs. Limiting beliefs are just those beliefs that bring up fear when you receive inspiration and that the fear is too great to act on. If you're inspired to take a trip to Paris and you have a limiting belief that it's too expensive and you don't at least research Paris, that belief then of lack of money or limitation or lack of abundance or financial success or whatever it is, that belief then is limiting you from doing what you're inspired to do. However, if you had the same thought and the same fear came up and you were able to push past the fear by researching where you want to go in Paris and what you where you want, want to eat and who you want to meet and who you want to bring with you and what you would do there. Well, that limiting belief is no longer limiting. So it's actually not a limiting belief. It's still there. It's still sparking up a little bit of fear. But as long as you're able to push past the fear, it is not a limiting belief. You didn't get rid of it. It didn't go anywhere. Once you attract anything, it's with you forever. But is so low in intensity or you're so courageous that it's not limiting you. So it's no longer a limiting belief, it's just a belief. When you get to neutrality, it's this idea that you've actually come to a place where you no longer are attached to outcomes, you no longer care about your preferences because you realize those preferences were based in duality and they were sort of based in lack and control and they're based in fear so you sort of let them go you realize that all your desires were born out of lack i want a million dollars because i don't have a million dollars i would feel secure i don't feel secure now you realize i don't need that anymore and you soften all that stuff so that you come to this place of neutrality where nothing is limiting you you're limitless You receive inspiration to ask this question. You certainly had thoughts that, oh, this might be a dumb question or I might not get time for it or whatever this is. You had those thoughts because there is some belief there that's triggering that thoughts, but you asked the question. Therefore you've proved to the universe that that belief is no longer going to limit you. You've added information through this experience that has transmuted that belief from limiting to empowering. No matter what you do, where you go, how you evolve, how high you raise your vibration, how high you choose to see yourself, this perspective, you will advance, advance, advance. You'll push past a lot of fear. You'll get a lot of inspiration. You'll move rapidly forward until you bump up against some other belief that's triggering a fear that's too strong for you to move forward. So this is the crucial point here. You've softened, 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 softened everything, Don't worry about the future. Don't regret the past. See yourself in the higher perspective. Realize you're the creator. See all the synchronicities that are happening. Understand this information even more. Play with it. Have experiences. And you get to this place where you ask for inspiration. You're actually asking for it. I don't care what happens. What's an inspiring idea right now? And you get something, whatever it is. No matter what you get, no matter how neutral you are, you'll have thoughts come up, thoughts of doubt, thoughts of worry, thoughts of anxiety, thoughts of fear, you will have to make a choice then. Can I push past the fear to take action on this desire? If you can, you've reached a place of neutrality that's allowed you to push past that fear. This idea, this intellectual idea of the zero choice point is having no fear of emotions because you're not in fear of how things are going to turn out or lack of money or lack of security or rejection or resentment or or loss or any of these things. What you're in in fear of is encountering negative emotion. If I do this thing, is something bad going to happen that I'm going to feel bad about? Now, if you're the creator of your reality, what you've done then is you've taken yourself out of this perception that whatever you do can make you feel something. The conditions can make you feel something. You become unconditional. Duality is conditional. If the conditions are good, I feel good. If the conditions are bad, I feel bad. Therefore, I have no control over how I feel. My only hope is to control the conditions. But you've done that enough and you know that that doesn't work. You've controlled and controlled, and you still feel something when things happen. This is obviously the illusion. You're getting to see that, but you've still been living on this planet for a long time, and this has just been how you've been operating. So you find this information, you understand manifestation events, you do your manifestation event form, you take your courses, you do your plots, you do your assignments, you do all these things, you think of yourself in higher terms, you see yourself as a ball of pure energy... You're trying to connect deeper to your inner self. You're detaching from the opinions of others and the leadership of others and all that and coming into yourself as your own leader. You're receiving more inspiration because you are now your own leader and you're connecting to yourself. You're receiving intuition. You're receiving direct communication. You're free writing. You're receiving answers to your own questions. You're doing all these things. You're channeling. All this stuff is happening because you've reached this higher vibration. You've, you've calmed your sea before it was this stormy, chaotic, swirling conglomeration of waves and rain and winds and currents. Now it's just sunny and flat and calm. You've calmed it down by seeing yourself as the creator of your reality and detaching yourself from preferences, from desires, from attachments to outcomes and from any condition that can make you feel anything. You look at it from a higher perspective. Oh, I feel bad, okay, okay. Limited, pers- limited perspective, I'm looking at this now, it's not true, it's the illusion, I feel this bit of fear, it's irrational. I'm gonna look at it, how could this be good? I'm gonna transmute this, I'm gonna alchemize this thought process. I used to think it was bad, I'm gonna alchemize that and see how it's possibly good. Okay, I've processed that limiting belief, I've done the manifestation of that form, I've calmed my sea, I've become more neutral. So imagine that this neutral point is in the middle of a bullseye. It's the center of the bullseye. It's where the lines cross. It's infinitesimally small. And you have this whole bullseye here. Before, you've just been shooting at random. Sometimes you're way outside the neutral point. Sometimes you're in pure fear, duality, thinking things are wrong. And now you're getting to be a sharpshooter. You're coming in narrower and narrower, closer to that middle, closer to that middle. In the middle is where all information is contained. All the truth is contained in the middle. All the new ideas, all the inspiration, all the access to infinite intelligence, all of that is contained in that bullseye. Everything else is the illusion. And you've been shooting at the illusion. And so now you're just, with all the work you've been doing, you've getting better and better and better as as a marksman. And so now you're closer to neutral, closer to neutral, closer to neutral, but neutrality is infinitely small. Can you ever get there? Maybe you can get close, but you'll still have this reality you're living in. You'll still have the conditions. You'll still have limiting beliefs. No matter how much you've softened them, they're still there. You will have little ripples in your sea you will have a little bit of fear of failing, of losing, of these things. But if you can push past that fear, if you get close enough to that center, you'll have an easier time pushing past that fear to do whatever you're inspired to do. So the benchmark of neutrality is how much inspiration can you act on and how much inspiration are you choosing not to act on? If you're acting on a little more inspiration today than yesterday, you're improving your marksmanship skills incredibly. You're getting better and better and better. And so neutrality is nothing more than a practice. You're getting closer. Things are becoming easier. You're seeing through the sights of that gun. You're not shooting a shotgun anymore. You're shooting a rifle. You're getting more and more practice. You're getting more proficient. You're. Not letting the outside environment distract you from your shot and you're taking dead aim. That bullet, when it hits somewhere on that target is going to be the manifestation of your intention or your idea or your thought process. If you're wide outside, it's going to be a manifestation of fear and it's going to move you along a journey of exploring more of who you are not, the inauthentic self. And this is what most humans are doing. They're just wildly shooting all around because to them, the target is always moving. The conditions seem to be making that target move and they can never hit the bullseye. They're always hitting in the fear areas. You've slowed it all down because you're thinking at a new level and you've raised your vibration to see yourself from this high perspective. You've slowed it down. The target is now more or less stable and you're taking shots that land in the love portion of that target. And so all your manifestations now are either ones that bring joy or have fun or interesting or satisfying your new people, new experiences, or bring in manifestation events that take you on a deeper journey towards discovery. All is good. If you have the inspiration to do something and you're led right into a manifestation event, That's the best possible thing that could happen. You want that to happen because it's going to point out a limiting belief that's limiting you from going to this next level. You have this pre-birth intention that's very strong. And so by playing it safe, by worrying about anything, by not acting on inspiration, by allowing fear to cause you to not act, you have an inner conflict going on because you very much want to go in this direction of Self-discovery and awakening, but your comfort zone is this illusion that it's not safe to go outside the cave. You're staying in a place where you think is safe. You think it's safe. Gary had this conversation just an hour ago. It's exactly what he's doing as well. But by seeing everything as safe and smoothing out your sea and being calm and paying attention to your emotions. And letting the emotions come without judgment of them, it could be an extreme moment of fear and you don't recoil and hold back from this experience. You lean into that experience knowing that the fear will pass. It could be an extreme experience of delight and you don't tamp it down thinking, oh, this is too good to be true. You lean into the experience of delight or ecstasy or whatever it is, excitement. What you have done without knowing how the system works is you've become guarded against emotion, both good and bad. And this has caused you to be limited. All humans are limited based in this misunderstanding of emotion. You judge one emotion as good and one emotion as bad. In essence, they are neutral. When you get to the place of neutrality in regards to your emotions, you are set free. And with that we appreciate you pushing past your fear to ask this inspired question in a neutral state of being that is going to help others get to this understanding of what true neutrality is than anything we've ever been able to come up with before because you unlocked a portion of the universe that contained this information. This inspiration unlocked that portion of the universe that contained a new idea and it all came through because you are willing to push past fear to act on your inspiration. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua.
1: Thank you. Joshua. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Joshua.